coming at you from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. This is Local Music Talk. I am your host, Michael, and this week's episode features Brian Aslan from The Commotions. Please do remember to follow me on social media at Local Music Talk 1 on Twitter, Local Music Talk on Instagram, and search Local Music Talk on Facebook. Give me a follow and stay up to date on all my new episodes. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Brian Aslan. Hope you all enjoy. Uh, so um, a band that I'm, I'm, you know, quite heavily pushing right now uh, is a project that I am running called The Commotions. And it's a, a project that I get to wear a lot of hats in, which is really a lot of fun for me. So, um, you know, from playing tenor saxophone in the band to leading the band on stage to uh, writing for the band. And I have really great co in the band and outside the band. And, and I do... Um, majority of the arranging uh, for the band as well and it's called the commotions you can find us at the commotions or www.thecommotionsband.com or on facebook and instagram and and all that good stuff so it's a, a band that's kind of rooted in soul music um i kind of call it you know traditional soul so think you know, influenced by motown records so that there's a like a five-piece horn section uh, which I'm, you know, running because you know I'm the tenor saxophonist, and then, uh, and then we have a full rhythm section and three three vocalists in the band too. So it's a uh, it's really a lot of fun. There's it's it's a giant group, twelve members, but uh, it, uh, you know, we're doing our thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, perfect. And yeah, yeah I guess uh, we were talking earlier, and uh, you're mentioning that uh, this pandemic's actually given you more time to practice the saxophone, and even yeah. though you have some young kids in your household it doesn't seem to be much of a problem it, do, uh, it, it doesn't right now which is pretty amazing <laughs> yeah i'm impressed uh, personally i'm a drummer and uh, living in an attached house was which is not a good combination for someone like me yeah so it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a struggle i'm practicing with some brushes i've got like yeah. a midi octopad which is really good for brushing up on uh, like my syncopation and whatnot is that like a um, kind of thing? Yeah, so it's like one of those squares with like yeah. know, different squares on it and it has its own like sounds that I can program into it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun with that. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, this band stuff has not been much of an option for me at the moment. Uh, have you been able to find ways to practice with the commotions at all or are you just doing it solo? Uh, no, we haven't found ways. I mean, we did release a bunch of tunes, but um, so like early on in the pandemic, um, I was able to get the rhythm section together um, in a giant spot. So I, I got, I wanted to do a recording and uh, we had this new tune called New Suit that uh, I co-wrote with our vocalist, Jeff Rogers. And I really kind of wanted to get it out there. So we, I found a spot big enough through a, TD Place, uh, Aaron Coyle from TD Place hooked us up. It was really, really nice. So we were really spread out, you know, spread out quite, you know, the the uh, required distance. And the rhythm section had masks on. So we recorded it there. And then from there, me and my sound engineer, Alex Masternardi, um, pieced it together and then sent it, you know, each part to different members of the band. And they did their own recording at their house. So the horn players. Um, just with COVID, you can't play any kind of horn outside, you know, because it's uh, you're just kind of blowing spit everywhere. So, um, so they all recorded in their own homes. Anyway, it turned out I I really liked how it turned out, and uh, we released that uh, early November under 
um, our new record label called uh, Yao Music Group. Yep. Which is a, a group I have with uh, my brother and, uh, and Colin, right? So we started our own record label. And uh, we, that was our first single. And then, uh, and then we released a Christmas song um, this Christmas. So written by Donnie Hathaway and uh, Nadine McKinnon. And um, we released that closer to Christmas, obviously. But uh, that was interesting because I couldn't get the rhythm section together. So what I did was um, I had everybody record within their own homes, except for um, vocals, which we recorded uh, safely at uh, Alex's place. And uh, that I had to, you know, I, how I write for the commotions is I typically have everything on the computer and I write everything in MIDI and I make charts and then I send them out. So I send out charts uh, for everybody uh, and I give them MIDI files and then they record it to the MIDI files and then Alex and I kind of piece the song together um, from there. Just a very interesting way. Feels like it's a backwards way to record such a big band, such as the Commotions, but but it worked. So, I mean, I'm not sure if we'll do any more recording that way. Uh, one thing about the pandemic is that I've I've written a lot and, and co-written a lot. So we have, you know, a bunch of new tunes um, that we'd like to to bring out. But uh, right now they're they're just arrangements on my computer. So hopefully we can make that happen. Um, yeah. Wow. Like safe talk about. Though. Talk about being resourceful through the pandemic. Like I can think of a ton of musicians that haven't even done like a third of that. Well, <laughs> so I, that's really good on you. Just trying to keep busy, you know. I mean, it's uh, being creative is uh, has been uh, you know helping me keep sane during all this. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Has uh, have you ended up writing any COVID influenced songs or? <laughs> no, I great great question. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean. Trying to think. Nothing talk. about no. uh, sitting down and watching Netflix. Or... No, no. But I, I have heard some amazing songs written um, with that in mind. Like uh, one of my favorite musicians in town, his name is Tyler Keeley. He's fantastic, mm -hmm. and he wrote he wrote a song, uh, and uh, it's beautiful. I, I mean, seriously, brought tears to my eyes the first time I heard it. So. Oh wow! Yeah, so I I'll definitely to, check that out. Yeah, anyone uh, doesn't know Tyler Keeley, go go check him out because he's uh, literally he's really a gem in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know uh, with the commotions, you did do a live streaming event for one of your uh, single releases. Yeah, uh, I was yeah. just wondering if you'd talk about that and what went into the production. Yeah, for sure. So uh, with New Suit, uh, that was the single that we released in uh, the beginning of November, so November sixth. And, uh, you know, just trying to get, you know, something together, right? You know, it's so hard um, posting uh, content for the band when I have no content to post. Um, you know, all our, all our pictures are now, you know, over a year old and, you know, things like that. So I thought maybe a really good, great idea was, and I just kind of want to hang out with the band. I miss everybody. So we did like a live kind of, it was on Zoom actually, and we did a, a live listening session to the single. And uh, the song features this amazing tenor saxophonist from New York City. Uh, his name is Augie Bello. And uh, for those that don't, so Augie is A-U-G-I-E, and his last name is Bello, B-E-L-L-O. Uh, and he's just a monster. He's so good. And he's such a nice guy. Just I mean, so much talent. Uh, and he's, you know, he's 
so mature beyond his years. Like he's just a young guy and uh, he just sounds so good. Anyway, so I took a couple lessons with him or a lesson rather. And, uh, and then when the, the tune came about, I was like, man, I wonder if he would do it. And uh, anyway, he said, yes. So I was like, yeah, this is amazing. So we had him on the Zoom session as well, which was unbelievable. It was so fun having him there and just kind of, you know, talking to, uh, you know, just talking to him. And then he got to meet the rest of the band, right? So it's so we had a really great time doing it. I, I think we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I'd say, like, especially early in the pandemic, there was so much live streaming going on, like live stream concerts and just like Q&As and whatnot. Yeah. But like recently, especially like after Christmas, that's toned down quite a bit. Do you think that's more of just like a COVID fatigue thing or do you think that'll come back? Uh, what? Sorry, what's toned down? Um, uh, the amount of live streaming oh, right. had been going on. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, I, you know, I think it's going to be here for a while. I hate to say it, but... Uh... You know, I don't think live music is going to be coming back in, you know, as the way we know it uh, for, you know, for quite a while. So I think we as musicians have to find a way to to reach our audiences. Um, and I, yeah, you're right. I guess I kind of noticed a, um, a lull in uh, live concerts, but so many people are doing it. Uh, Jeff Rogers is doing, you know, a live feed and, and he plays with us in the commotions. He's one of my vocalists and he's he's like one of my long-time best friends. He's just such a great guy and so much talent. So I know he's doing something. Uh, Tyler Keeley as well. Um, and there's so many others uh, that are doing some stuff, uh, some live feeds in town, which is really, really great to see. Yeah, mm -hmm. Definitely. I'll uh, make sure I look those up. I know both uh, Jeff Rogers and Tyler Keeley. Yeah. I didn't realize they were continuing with the live stream. So that'll be good to check out. Yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And so many others. Some, I mean, I could go on and on and on. So many. Mm -hmm. We have so much talent here in Ottawa. It's unbelievable. Yeah, for like what we are, like the talent per capita is pretty unreal. Yeah. And the fact that we have, we well, at one point we did have so many live events. Yeah. It's really awesome. Absolutely. I think Ottawa has an extremely underrated music scene. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So much talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think... Uh, we'll be able to have some like outdoor concerts come summertime. And if so, is that something you can see the commotions being able to do? Uh, we would love to. I mean, we would literally jump to the chance if it was safe, we would do it. Yeah. 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 Cause uh, I had uh, Michael Wood on for my previous episode oh, nice. and uh, it came up that, uh, well, as far as he knows, blues fest is still going on and they're currently looking for ways to do it in kind of a COVID, COVID safe I guess a COVID safe way. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that came out was I think in Germany, there was this festival and it seemed like they had these big like squares that separated different groups of people. Is that something you think could happen in Ottawa? You mean like, um, like programs that allow you to do that or. Um, uh, just like outdoor, like live festivals. Oh, yeah. Like you have like your different separations yeah. of small groups of people. Yeah, I, I, maybe, I hope so. I mean, I would love to see some festivals happening. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know last year we did try to do like some drive-ins and whatnot. I don't know if that uh, caught on at all, but uh, oh. after all this time, it, it would be really nice to get like an actual live concert. Yeah, I, didn't even, I even saw one picture of a festival somewhere and each, 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 like, you know, each bubble was literally in a bubble. Sorry. I don't know what my computer's doing that. Uh, oh, no yeah, worries. yeah. Yeah. 
So that would be really, really awesome to see. For yeah, sure. that'd be so cool. Yeah, and uh, one of the other really cool things about you that I wanted to talk to you about, uh, obviously, uh, back in college when uh, you were teaching uh, some of the courses, yeah. uh, you revealed uh, to the class that you had a viral YouTube song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wrote this tune. Uh, funny enough, it was like the first song I ever co-wrote. And uh, I co-wrote co it with a buddy of mine, um, Eric DeSero. Uh, but the backstory is, so I, you know, once I was done my performance degree um, and I did some touring and some traveling and, and, and uh, I played lots of, uh, played lots of bands and it was so fun. Um, I decided to go back to school to get my bachelor's of education. And um, during my studies there, they had a um, kind of this, you know, open creative project and uh something to do with education and uh so i was like oh i'll write a song that'd be fun so then i i penned this tune and um not really thinking that it was going to do anything and uh and then like i said i co-wrote it with my buddy eric and uh and he's he's the one who sings on it and i play saxophone and uh it's called you've made a difference and uh, i didn't expect it to do anything what it's done and um and it went I mean, I don't know. It depends what your definition of viral is. So the song is 10 years old now. And um, and we're almost at 4 million views on YouTube. So it's not like, you know, you know, as some songs go viral. Um, but uh, in my mind, I think it's definitely caught on, um, which is really great to see. And uh, there's lots of people around the world. Uh, and that's what kind of gets me. Uh, a choir singing it around the world and Sometimes I'll just kind of look it up on YouTube just to see all the people that are kind of honoring their teachers using this, I guess it was turned into a bit of a teacher's anthem. So I'm pretty honored uh, to have the song uh, represent teachers like that. And uh, yeah, it's been a great ride. It's um, It's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, well, I'd say 4 million is definitely viral in my <laughs> books at least. <laughs> Uh, have you had any uh, luck uh, with other stuff on YouTube, or is that the only one that's really caught on? Uh, I mean, that's the one that's really caught on. Um, I have a couple other tunes, that, like before, you know, before I started writing for the commotions, that that kind of hit hit a mark. Let's just say, like, you know, I wrote a tune uh, for my uh, my uncle passed away, uh, and he um, he had Alzheimer's towards him in his life, and so I wrote a song about Alzheimer's uh, called "I Will Remind You." And, uh, and that was picked up by a bunch of um, Alzheimer's associations and, and things like that. So it was used for um, some fundraisers and things like that, which is really nice to see. And then um, I wrote another tune called Pay It Forward because I, I really believe in, in paying it forward. And, um, and that was actually picked up by a foundation uh, called Pay It Forward. And they were, uh, they were using it for, for a little bit, which is really nice to see too. So it's... You know, I, I've always, you know, I may not be, you know, the best songwriter or, or, or selling a lot of songs, but but um, no one can ever say that the music doesn't mean something to me. I always try, and I think every songwriter can say that, though, but but I really try to write to something that I truly believe in. Um, I mean, even songs with the commotions, anything that I've had to do with writing, um, I've always brought in my own circumstances. So, you know, the song is about you know, possibly unrelated, but someone I know or, or could be about a circumstance that, that somebody I know is going through. So I always try to keep it 
really relative in my own eyes or and I think that that kind of helps me and I think writing in that manner um, is able to reach more people because more people can relate to it if that makes any sense yeah I'm actually just hearing you talk about your songwriting style and getting a couple <laughs> of goosebumps here that that sounds incredible <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you mentioned this before, but uh, do you do all the lyrics for the commotion songs? Uh, so I, I do. I mean, it's everything's a little different. So every tune, rather. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll come up with, you know, let's say 65, 70% of the tune, and then I'll bring in a co-writer. Um, but lately what I've been doing is I've been starting, like, co-writing rights from the beginning. Um, so, you know, I'll have, like, a Zoom session with my co-writer, and then we'll just we'll write a tune together. And uh, that seems to be producing really good results. Uh, and I'm really happy with the new material that we'll hopefully get to uh, to record sometime this year. Um, so it's always a little different, but you know, for the most part, um, I'm writing uh, either a majority of it upfront or I'm bringing in a co-writer right away. So when I'm bringing in a co-writer right away, we're doing 50-50. And then, uh, and then I will pen the arrangement a little bit later. Uh, once you know, I, I come up with like a rhythm chart and kind of figure out what's what. What are the what are the instruments doing in the band? And then, uh, and then I'll write the horn arrangement. Um, and then other times I would kind of write some lyrics down or majority of lyrics, and then I would have vocalists uh, adjust because I, at the end of the day, I'm not a vocalist as much as I. Hate to admit it, I'm a terrible vocalist, and uh, that'll stand. Um, and people totally will agree with me on that, and that's okay, uh, and that's <laughs> totally fine. Um, so I, you know, it might sound okay, you know, in my to my ears, a line, but then when I get like a vocalist who, I mean, that's what they do every single day is sing lyrics. They have suggestions, and and every single time someone has a suggestion, uh, it's always for the better. And it makes the song that much better. And and that's one thing about co-writing, and, and, and it's a skill that every songwriter has to kind of develop. If they're writing everything by themselves at the beginning, at the beginning, which I you know I more or less was doing, and then suddenly jumping into co-writing, um, sometimes your songs are like your children. You know, you don't you just want to play it and then someone say it's perfect, don't change a note. And then so when someone actually has a suggestion, you're like, oh, okay. Um, but really quickly. I came into each session with an open mind, uh, knowing that, you know, if I didn't like the suggestion, I didn't have to take it, but I wanted to give every suggestion a chance and every suggestion made the song that much better. I don't think I ever said no to any kind of suggestion, um, whether it be a lyric or like a melody or even like a harmony, you know, chord wise. Um, I always came into each session with a, with an open mind because we're all trying to do the same thing and make the best song possible. And if you go into those sessions with uh, a closed door, um, there's no point on bringing in a co-writer because you know you've already penned the song and, and you don't want to you don't want to change it, right? So that's one thing I've learned with co-writing. It's really and 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 for the better. It's it's really helped me become a better songwriter, a better lyricist, uh, just because I I'm constantly learning from my co-writers. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. really awesome. I personally, with my experience in bands, I have dealt with like those personality types of it's so and so's bedroom project, and they don't really want to 
change things around yeah. a whole lot. So it is like really, really cool when there is somebody that is open to doing that yeah, collaborative absolutely. type stuff. Hundred percent. And another really cool thing is that you've had some of your music featured on TV. Three TV shows. We did um, Snowfall, yeah. which was on the FX channel. And then we had uh, The Fosters. And then we had yeah. um, a show on HBO, Looking. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So those, those are the three okay. ones that we got. Uh, very grateful. So they were all with um, a library on the West Coast, a great library called Crucial Music. And uh, they helped us out, and uh, we're forever grateful. So uh, yeah, it's 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 really one thing to um, it's something special to, to to hear a song that you had something in creating, uh, and then it being put into a scene. It's it's quite unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It's I guess in a way that's kind of like your own little music video to kind of set the tone for the Absolutely, scene. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Sorry, you mentioned, uh, how did you get it on? Uh, so it was with a library on the West Coast uh, in California called um, Crucial Music. Yeah. Okay. Is that uh, kind of an open thing that uh, other people can add their songs yeah. to, or is it really? No, it's off? just, uh, I just submitted through their website, and uh, they accepted the tracks, and that was it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's... Today, what do you think is the coolest performance you ever got Ooh, to do? With the commotions? Um... So with the commotions, let me think here. I mean, really, anytime we're on a festival stage, that that that's really special for me, um, because festivals are, you know, there's there's definitely more highlighting the band. Um, the crowds are amazing. So we've gotten to play some amazing festivals over the years. Um, we got to play on the same night as uh, the Beach Boys at the Kempful Live Music Festival, and that was unbelievable. We got to meet a bunch of them backstage, and that was just an amazing day. And the Cooper brothers played right after us, and you know um, Brian and Dick Cooper are just they're legends, right? Icons um, in, in music. So that that was such a great day. Um, we had um, a great festival at uh, uh, Stewart Park Festival in in Perth one year, uh, and then because of that, we got a gig last year at a festival Summerfolk, which was amazing. So much fun. Uh, and then we also got to play jazz festival um, twice with the commotions, which was super fun. Main stage, it's just an unbelievable experience. Love jazz fest. And then uh, I'm trying to think what other festivals that we've been able to do in the past. Um, oh, uh, Orange, uh, yeah, there's a um, Orangeville Blues and Jazz Festival, which was really, really great. And oh, it was yeah. super fun. And it was pretty, it's the first festival we got to do out of town. And uh, the crowd was amazing, and it was it was just it was uh, very blessed. It was it was an awesome night. With or without the commotions, have you been able to do like any oh, yeah, touring absolutely. or anything? Uh, I mean, not so much in the last couple of years, but uh, you know, in the past, just playing with um, I got to play with the Temptations a couple of times, and uh, the Four Tops, mm -hmm. and uh, Mary Wilson from the Supremes, and um, I got to play with Sam Roberts once, and. Uh, Oh yeah, I like how like nonchalant you are about that. You're such oh, a humble guy. It's, it's you know you, you just kind of. I truly believe I was just in the right place at the right time. What do you think about uh, <laughs> dealing with big band, big uh, I guess, 
bigger egos within the music industry. Do you have uh, kind of an easier time with that because of your whole like down to earthness? Mm, that's a great question. Um, you know, when I, I'll tell you how I book my musicians. So I book my musicians um, and I always tell my students uh, at Algonquin, like, you know, when you're booking, when I'm booking musicians, I'm always booking, um, say, you know, talent isn't number one. Uh, the hang is always number one because I want somebody that's, you know, really great to work with. Uh, now that being said in the commotions, I, it's, I'm so lucky because even though I'm, you know, I'm hiring them all because of the hang, um, each one of them is, is really the top, uh, in their game on their instruments in town. So I, I really lucked out with the commotions. Um, but, uh, yeah, I always, I always, and I've always been that way. And I always have the same mentality as you have to, um, you know, respect those that are ahead of you, but support those that are behind you. And uh, I really can't take people that, uh, you know, bat, you know, bash other players or, you know, that it just, it's just kind of rubs me wrong. And, uh, and I just can't, I can't, I can't hire them, but you know, you know, there's not, there's, I can't really think of anybody in town that, that is that way. Um, and obviously, I wouldn't say anything if I if I did know that somebody was that way. Uh, I don't I don't like talking about anybody. Um, but uh, yeah, I just you know I think at the end of the day, I'm hired because I'm a nice guy, and then second is because um, I can play saxophone, and uh, and I've always thought that way. Um, I, I kind of there's this actor everybody knows who he is is uh, uh, The Rock, right? Um, Wayne Johnson, and he has this thing, and uh, and it's 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 nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice, and uh, I really tr believe that's true. So, yeah, I think in in Ottawa we're really lucky. Uh, there's not too much of that ever happening, and or like undercutting or things like that. I think Ottawa, the music scene, is very supportive, and we really try to help each other out, and uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why all the musicians in Ottawa are so close and because the music scene is, is thriving the way it is. Yeah, I think that's all very yeah. well said. And that kind of brings me to something else I was going to ask. Uh, obviously, the commotions, there's so many different yeah. members. Do you find like it's difficult <laughs> to organize? It, 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 yeah, it, it's really <laughs> difficult to organize um, just because everybody has their own amazing careers uh, outside the commotions. Uh, and I would never want to take away from their amazing careers, um, you know, or have anybody choose, right? So um, one thing with the commotions is that I've written down all the music. So all the music's written down. So if somebody can't make a gig, and it, ha it happens all the time, um, I just give the book to another player and they play the, and they play the gig. And... Um, you know, I, I have a, a roster that I can of musicians that I can do that with, and it's super easy to do it. Uh, I mean, I, I always, you know, prefer, you know, you know, my band on stage, and you know that can happen sometimes, and sometimes it can't, and um, it, the the show must go on. So I um, I just hire hire other players, and they're all amazing and equally as talented. So uh, I'm pretty lucky in that way. But I think you know, um, coming into that situation with an open mind and and being prepared, you know, have your show written down if you can have subs on a gig is really going to make things a lot easier at the end of the day. And you're going to play more. 
because chances of me saying yes to a gig, if I need all 12 members there every single gig, we would hardly ever play. Yeah, fair enough. And one of the things that I always do find interesting is just like the whole band dynamics, because there's always like that one very clear cut leader, which I guess in this case is definitely you. And having so many different members, uh, do you find it's difficult to have like that one clear cut image, that one certain focus? Or do you think because you are so heavily involved, it's very easy and straightforward? Yeah, I mean, I because all the information is coming through me. So, you know, you know, I'm emailing details for the gigs, you know, weeks before the gig and, and making sure that everyone's got it in their books. And I send out calendars and I send out music and I send out, you know, rehearsal schedules. Um, I think the, the key to success is organization. Um, not that I haven't dropped the ball sometimes. I definitely have. Uh, but I learned from those mistakes. So um, I think you just really need to be having like a big band such as, you know, such as I do. Um, and lots of other people do it. You know, our trumpet player, Ed Lister, um, is a monster in town. He is amazing at everything he does. And um, he, his bands are top notch. Every single, every single project he puts together, you know, is going to be amazing. Um, and part of that is because not only is he an amazing trumpet, trumpet player and arranger and musician and writer, um, he's super organized. And, uh, and, and that really speaks volumes. So I look at him and he inspires me to keep the commotions um, somewhat like that, or as, as much as I can do what he does. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks again to Brian Aslan for joining me today on the pod. And thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode.